Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're out and about, and we are on Lake St. Clair, enjoying the evening breezes and watching the cool water just wave and shimmer and all that great stuff that you get from being outside. Earlier, we were at the lighthouse, and now we're at the spillway. We're not far from Metro Beach, but I'm not going to tell you exactly where because then that would ruin my husband's favorite fishing spot, and I can't do that. But while I'm out here, I was blessed to be able to see a collection of plants that I haven't seen in years. There's a pond not far from the sheriff's water rescue area and in that pond was a giant mass of green and blue that I have not seen in a while. Of course I don't always get out much during the evening or into that area. The plant that I saw is pickerel plant or rather pickerel weed and the way you pronounce it is Pontedaria cordata. Now this plant doesn't look like a fish, even though it's pickerel weed, but it does have some interesting qualities, especially when we look at the traditional usages of it. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the garden and wild plant section and for some of you turn to the family planting section although I must caution you do not do things without being trained as a medical professional whether through allopathic medicine or herbal medicine okay let's get started talk about pickerel weed. Um, It's a really pretty plant, but you would definitely want to put on some galoshes or some waders or some overshoes before you start trying to get close to it because it's going to be growing in a pond or in some very sucky mud. And if you know about Michigan like I know about Michigan, you don't want to be caught in sucky mud because, well, it sucks. It sucks your boots off, it sucks your shoes off, and it can suck you down. So before you start wading around in water and just putting your foot everywhere, make sure you know what you're stepping in. One of the worst things about life can be stepping into something in which you were not prepared. So make sure to do that and have your handy dandy field guide so you know that what you're looking at is what you're seeking because sometimes you seek and don't find. Now, for those of you who are from the African American community, especially Eidos, and I'm saying that because that particular section of the community from around Oklahoma to Mississippi, maybe even, yeah, Arkansas as well, most of us generally share the same collective folklore 
And one of those things that we share, and trust me, this will make sense in a moment, is that we have a thing about dreaming and we have certain symbols and dreams that mean different things. And for us, dreaming of fish in general, dreaming of fish usually indicates that in our beliefs, somebody's pregnant. So because of that, someone caught the fish, okay? So because of that, knowing that the pickerel weed used to be used as a contraceptive and pickerels are fish, I just found this hilarious. I found this completely ironic that the fish weed is a contraceptive used in a certain way. Now, that doesn't mean you run out there and try to to make your own infusion of it and just shove it in your mouth. We've talked about this. We don't just shove things in our mouth. But it, it is, to me, ironic. And I thought I, I got it. Well, I got a kick out of it. I thought I'd share that with you. But definitely, it, it is something that um that if you, you look at it that way, it's pretty funny. But of course, as we know, just because a plant has one usage, that doesn't mean it's its only usage. And same thing with this plant. The pickerel weed is not just for contraception. Obviously, other things are going to eat it as well. But the grains of the pickerel, the seeds, were also used like a form of a wild food because you could eat them not dissimilar in a fashion as to rice. You see a theme here? Rice likes water, um, wild rice or manolan likes water, and pickerel weed likes water. Although getting enough of that to make a good bowl of rice, you're gonna be working for a minute. But again, I'm beginning to see a theme here, especially when it comes to fertility or preventing fertility and rice or rice-like things coming together. Um, it's, it's a thread and you can read or go back through my podcast about different things and maybe see that we've talked about coincidences, but I do like this particular plant, not just because of the, the pleasing blue, but because of the wonderful leaves that are like heart shapes. It makes me think like water violets, if that were such a thing. I'll have to look that up. Maybe there is such a thing as a water violet. I'm definitely going to find out. Do you know if there's a water violet? If there is, let me know. Uh, Send me a message. You all send so many wonderful messages. Okay, so because I am who I am, I couldn't just leave it alone. I paused the recording of this particular episode so I could look up water violet. And it is a thing. There is such a thing as a water violet. However, it is not what I thought it would be. It is an aquatic plant that's underwater. So it's it's not the same at all. And I mean, well, it does have flowers. Don't get me wrong. It comes up out of the water, but it doesn't look like a standard violet per se. So I have now been educated on that. I love being educated. I love finding out new things. Don't you? It's so much fun. And now I have something else 
in my data bank, in my head, in my big BOS or book of stuff, you know? And and I'm excited. So we're definitely going to do an episode on water violets at another time. And I have also found out that there are some really great uses of water violet. Water, water violet. Ooh, can't speak today. And uh, that sounds exciting. So uh, let's get back to the episode. Now, I do want to make something clear. When I said you can eat the seeds like rice, I don't mean that they're going to look like rice. I mean that it's a seed that has grains that come out of the water. The plant comes out of the water. It's emergent. So we can eat its uh, fruit or its seeds. I don't mean it's going to look like grains of rice. Please don't think that's what I'm saying. Because it's not going to feel like rice when you chew it. It's kind of like a little bit of like nuts. So... I want to make that clear because sometimes when I say things and I'm in the flow of consciousness, I don't make things clear. So I definitely want to be clear on that. But something else you can do is when the leaves are young, you can eat them. You can definitely eat them. And you know who else eats them when they're older leaves and eats the plant, period? Deer. Deer love the plant. Of course they do. Of course deer would love the plant. Why wouldn't they? You know, it's just one more of the wonderful plants that deer can engage in foraging for in the outdoor grocery that was provided for them. Michigan is full of so many needful plants and wonderful uh, treats for our four-legged furry white-tailed friends. And then we eat them. (laughs) We eat the friends who eat the the pickerel weed but that's uh, another thing if you think about it the little white tail kind of looks like the leaf a little bit if the leaf were furry and white and fluffy and brown on the top oh i must be hungry it's getting close to dinner time mmm dear venison stew okay all right sorry if my vegetarian friends are on here um i am after all flawed like others fully human record of using this particular plant for either contraceptive use or for panacea usage, you know, like general get you feeling better uh, infusion. I think the earliest one was in 1917 among the Algonquins, but I don't know for sure. And I also want to be sure on this too, just because that's the earliest that it was written down recorded by this civilization does not mean that it wasn't in usage for thousands of years before we got here. I want to point that out because the oral histories of the land on which the United States is built go back centuries, like millennia. So we're kind of late to the party as a society, but writing it down in our society helps us be able to share that knowledge and that's important and you know this is not me ripping on United States scholarship because I'm a United States citizen and I love my country but I am also a human and I love my species 
And I love the fact that we were able to carry these stories and this knowledge for thousands of years before we knew how to write it down and put it in the Library of Congress. So there's that. Take of that, make of that, whatever you shall wish. Uh, Also, I want to point out that this plant can be grown at home in your ponds, in your water gardens, but be sure that it is native to the area where you're planting it because we don't want to cause the collapse of ecosystems. If it's rare in your area but it's supposed to be more plentiful, then this will be a good time to talk to your local extension and find out if you can become part of a restoration process. Now, one of the things that's going on right now, it is about mid-August here in Michigan. So the plant may or may not have already been in full bloom for you, depending on where you're located. But for us, it's in bloom right now. So this will be a great time to mark where it is. If you're wild crafting or exploring and you see some and you've identified it properly and verified it, to go back later on and be able to get some of the seeds if that's what you're after or to dig some rhizomes, but only dig it in an area where you're allowed to do so. If it's in a preserve or in a park and it's protected, leave it alone, don't touch it. It's there and it should be left there to proliferate and do its thing. So, you know, don't let collecting pickerel weed get you in a pickle with the authorities. You see what I did there? Pickerel, pickle. Why are you groaning? Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. Come on. I thought it was funny. Anyway, so definitely uh, if you see it somewhere where it's endangered, maybe a developing wetland where someone has come in and decided, hey, I want to build some mega mansions here and it's going to wipe out, be wiped out along with the other uh, ecosystems there due to development of housing or factories. Definitely get on in there, get those rhizomes and transport them somewhere where they can be safe because we are losing a lot of the native wildlife and wet life. Get that? Wet life? It was a wetlands? Yeah. You're not laughing. Okay, fine. But we need to protect and save what we can, especially when it comes to plants that grow in water. And we also should be protecting water because water is life. And definitely the life in the water should be protected as well. 